How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's The Late Show Poncho with Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest tonight is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. He wrote and stars in the new film, Fire Island. Babe, you don't need a boyfriend. You just need to learn how to protect yourself a little bit more, because all this romance bullshit is making you way too vulnerable. You're like an open wound. Yeah, but I want the romance bullshit. I like the rom-com stuff, like... Kissing in the rain and standing outside my window with a boombox or confessing things in a gazebo. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. It's just like that. It doesn't happen in real life. The only real thing is you and me. The rest. Fine. If you're so invested in this, I will try and get laid. Please welcome to The Late Show, Joel Kim Booster. This is crazy. I used to get grounded for watching your show. So um, this <laughs> is wonderful. very surreal. Was yeah. it too scandalous or something, or I too think, late? Uh, it was lampooning a part of politics that my parents happened to really love. Uh, oh, so, well, I hope they're watching yeah, tonight. Yeah. Uh, they're not. Um, <laughs> The new movie, Fire Island, you're calling it a gay pride and prejudice. Yes. That, oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm sure. Yeah. Appropriate for pride month. Exactly. There you exactly. go. Um, okay, tell us how you made the connection. Have you, have you always been a Jane Austen fan? I've, oh, like, I have always been a Jane Austen fan. When I was little, we would watch the BBC miniseries uh, with Jennifer Ely and well, Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Yeah, yes, sure, iconic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was like sort of my mom and I's like yearly tradition. We would watch that together. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Joe Wright version as well. And um, it wasn't until I went to Fire Island for the first time that I actually brought the book with me to read for the first time as an adult. And I was so struck by how relevant it actually felt to my experience uh, going to that island and sort of navigating these weird sort of class systems that gay men sort of have created for themselves. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I went with Bowen, uh, my co-star in the movie, and he, you know, I just turned to him at one point and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I wrote a gay Pride and Prejudice set on Fire Island? Uh, and he threw something at me and everyone booed. Um, <laughs> and it just became this, like, threat that I would, you know, threaten to write uh, year after year. And then 
you know, we kept going back to the island and I would bring different Jane Austen books with me and it just slowly started to crystallize and I realized it was a, you know, as, as dumb as it sounded, a really good idea. Are there, are there parallel characters? Like, are you Darcy? Are you Elizabeth? I, I'm, or? I'm Elizabeth. I'm Lizzie Bennet. Is Bowen Jane? Bowen is Jane, yes. Okay. Um, and Conrad Ricamora, who's in the movie, is my Darcy. I think he is, you know, no offense to Colin Firth, but I think he's the best Darcy out there. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Now, for the people out there, the people out there who aren't from the New York area or don't know the history of Fire Island, what's so special about Fire Island in this regard? So, Fire Island, um, and actually, it's just a small section of Fire Island. Um, the Pines and Cherry Grove, it's just a strip of land um, off of Long Island, and it is, for, you know, close to a century, it has been a safe haven for queer people to escape to, um, where there are no cars, there's very little cell phone service, and there are no straight people uh, either. And mm. so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really, you know, I, it was really transformative for me to go for the first time because I don't think a lot of people realize sort of the weight that queer people carry around with them navigating straight society day in and day out. We love you, but... Um, <laughs> to have an opportunity to, to have an opportunity other. to go, you know, and, and have that weight lifted suddenly. It was really, really powerful, yeah. Well, uh, you also have cast in this movie uh, the great Margaret Cho uh, yeah. is, is in the movie. Is she Lady Catherine de Bourgh? Uh, no, she is Mrs. Bennett. She oh, is our Mrs. Mrs. Bennett. Bennett. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You a long-time fan? I, she changed my life. I mean, so. she completely blew open sort of my own conception of what was possible for myself in this industry. I don't think, I mean, I can draw a straight line from All American Girl to this movie because mm -hmm. I think that show was the first time I ever saw myself represented on screen. Um, and I think, you know, I just remember sitting like inches away from the TV watching that show, just being enthralled. And um, yeah, it wasn't until I saw Margaret that I thought, Oh, I could do that. I could be an actor. I could be on television. Um, you're, you're not just a, a, a performer, and there's not just a star of this. You also uh, wrote it. You're also an executive producer of it. Do you enjoy being the boss? Yeah, I, I guess you could. You well, could there's say a lot of pressure. There's a lot little, of pressure. But I'm that. a little bossy. Um, <laughs> it was really gratifying, though. I think, like, I've always looked up to people like, you know, Issa Rae and Phoebe Waller-Bridge and, like, people who have are multi-hyphenates and who are doing it all. And so um, to get there and actually have the opportunity to do it and to be really good at all of it um, <laughs> was really gratifying, yeah. Now, I, I understand that comedy wasn't the first choice, that originally you wanted to write dramas. Yeah, I actually... What happened? So I went to school, and my emphasis was in playwriting. Okay. I really, like, I, I wanted to write, like, eventually for The Wire. You know, that was, like, my big dream sure. uh, in college. And um, I kept writing these plays that were very serious. They were, you know, about matricide and incest, and, like, the, people would come and just find them to be so funny. Um, <laughs> and I was always like, what is happening? <laughs> And it was just, it's just something that's in me. I think, you know, it, it, it developed as a defense mechanism growing up, and mm -hmm. I just I couldn't help but write really funny characters. And so uh, eventually I moved to Chicago to be a playwright and, uh, and an actor, and I got really frustrated, I think, with, you know, the t at the time, Asian people, we weren't having the conversations we're having about diversity right now. And so I got called in to be a Chinese food delivery boy like five times, mm -hmm. I think, in one year mm -hmm. uh, in Chicago. And I was really frustrated with that, and I decided to try stand-up um, because it felt like the only outlet where I could be myself and really, you know, tell an honest version of myself on stage, and the rest is sort of history. There are some very famous lines, if you wouldn't mind trying something, there's some yeah. very famous lines 
from, from Jane Austen uh, oh in general, but also Pride and Prejudice very specifically. And I'm wondering whether you could translate them uh, from early 19th century England into modern-day Fire Island vernacular for us. Okay, yeah, okay. I can definitely try. This is possibly uh, the most famous one here. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Um, so that one, I think, translates pretty seamlessly into um, everybody knows if you're a guy with a big d you have a lot of options. Um, Stop right there. <laughs> Not going to get better than that. <laughs> or so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Island is streaming now on Hulu. It's Joel Kim Booster, everybody. Joel, thank you so much for being here. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.